Hey everyone, welcome to the PCN Podcast. My name's Brazilian, alongside me is AJ. We got a panel of Dorsey, Rio, J-Wave, Vape, and Zlatan. And before we get in today, I just want to say a big thank you to one of our sponsors, King Evan. He's bought out his contract enough times to give us the funding for this podcast, so big thank you, Evan. Thank, thank you. you, Evan. All right, moving into the Super League, River Plate in first right now. Things have changed a little bit. They've gone up. They're 6-0 and right now, completely undefeated. What a start. Thoughts? I'd like to start off with saying, yeah, that very impressive two narrow wins uh, against Man United and Young Boys last night. I feel like they're looking to be one of the top teams in this league throughout the whole season. That's well said. Juve yeah. decided to get some revenge on Orlando after seeing the table last week, and uh, they kind of smacked him 5-2, pushing him into second place in the process. J-Way? That game was rough. Um, I mean, the first in the first half, it was 1-0, so we thought we could climb back in the game. Um, one, sorry, one to zero them. And, uh, we thought we could climb back in the game. And, uh, I just feel like we don't, and I don't want to blame it on this because we do have five wins and one loss. But in that case, like, we just don't practice enough and Juventus plays all the time. And I just feel like their teamwork and their passing really put them over the edge in that game. And they hit some great shots. Like, if you saw the game, they hit, I think, a couple of close to top of the box shots. So, a lot of three balls were going through. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> I mean, it, it happens. That's the, thing with, that's, that's the thing with Juventus is the reason they've been on top for so long is because they play so much. When you play them, you can tell the chemistry they have. Everyone knows where to be. They can tear teams apart. I, You know, when they first started, I thought it was a good group of players, but I thought they were beatable. But I really feel like every season they've gotten better and better. And even though the competition's a little better this season, I just would not count them out. No, dude, yeah. they they will 100% be up there in the top three this season. Just just how they played versus us, they will be up there. But to, to say they're not going to, I know they lost a couple people, and they lost a couple people to River Plate, who's in first, so... You know, we'll see what happens. Ed Jayway, maybe if your team practiced at 3 a.m. like you did, maybe they'd be better. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. They're playing at 3 a.m. and they're also playing at like one in the afternoon. <laughs> Moving on to Man City, who are still undefeated after drawing Liverpool and and beating NYCFC. Sorry, two newly promoted sides. The sides, you know, promised for the Man City team. They've got a great group of players and have had a good start, but. For a team so confident in themselves, their performance rec- against recently promoted sides, currently mid-table as well, leaves a little room to be desired. Ibra, anything to say? I thought we played well against NYC. Uh, we needed those three points. And then Liverpool was a tough match. We came away with one point. It could have gone either way. But those are the uh, types of games we need to get three points out of. All right, and rounding out the top six are we both 4-0-2 and pretty evenly split their scores are almost or their results and points and goal difference it's all almost identical at this point and in my opinion right now this looks to be around like these six teams is what i think will be most of the top six for this season maybe one or two teams sneaking into that fifth and sixth spot but the teams sitting there right now have proven that they are capable teams of staying at that level and i think they that's how it's gonna round out mostly anyone else what how do you yeah. guys think the top I think six there's I think there's a few teams in the mid-table area, um, looking at young boys, looking at PSG, a couple of teams with a lot of players that have done it in the past that have finished top two and top three. Arsenal's another team I think that's got a lot of potential, but I think for the most part, kind of, yeah, I think you're right. I think that top six is going to stay at least in the top half. And I, I, I really see, I think those top three, especially right now, those look like the title favorites. Man City, if they can turn some of these, more of these draws into wins, uh, like Ibra was saying. And uh, Leon and United, if they can do a little bit more to show up their defense, I think that's what those two teams need to do to, to really push on. Yeah, but I would also, I do agree with that, but I also feel like, and I know 
Milan has gone through stuff <laughs> in the beginning. But I feel like by the end, that is definitely going to be a top six or seven team. And I'm, I'm just basing this off of playing Manchester United and playing Arsenal and knowing who is on the Milan team. I feel like they, they're going to pull off some, some wins here, but we'll see. Yeah, I'll get to them in a bit, actually. Um, but before that, I want to touch on Arsenal, who Dorsey mentioned. Arsenal, yeah, they've been doing a great job. They've kind of quietly but efficiently snuck up on that top six. They're only behind Man U, or they're level with Man U on points and goal difference. The only difference is because they've scored one more goal than them, I think. So I'll definitely be keeping my eye on Arsenal because they've uh, they've been putting in some unnoticed work. Uh, jumping around a little bit uh, onto Milan, actually. Uh, they, they must have heard last week's podcast because they scored 10 goals in the last two games with two big wins. Although, that being said, they were against Spurs and Roma, who both sit way deeper in the table. But do you think this marks the start of a turning point for the Milan? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like I stated in last week's podcast, they're a group of really good players, and they definitely have the potential to shoot up the table. It was just a rough start, and, I mean, if they keep up the form, they're definitely going to be at, up there at the end. I agree. I believe they had a really rocky start, but... Um, most of those guys are EGN players. They've got chemistry with each other, played together before. So really, they just needed to uh, figure things out. And I think they're on the right track now. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, just to kind of play the, I don't want to say the devil's advocate, but I've, I've definitely talked to Fatal a little bit. And, you know, just like with all EGN players, and I say this as a manager who has EGN players, um, that I feel like there's just drama like drifting around in the background that is just <laughs> it is just one conversation or fight or something away from pulling your team apart which isn't the greatest thing but we'll see how they do i i personally they have great talent so i i think they're gonna finish up there but you know watch for drama and all kinds of stuff uh yeah drama is gonna be a big factor for a lot of teams in this league but before i get to that psg they so they have won three Lost three, scored nine, conceded nine, and sit on nine points. Uh, I think I looked <laughs> them up great. in the Merriam. I looked them up in the Merriam-Webster's dictionary under the word average. Uh, <laughs> so you know, <laughs> but that's not that's not entirely a bad thing because uh-uh. even if they maintain this form for the rest of the season, there's no chance of them getting relegated. You know, PSG are a good team capable of picking up points, so. There's obviously a chance for PSG to soar up this table. You know, I just think that there's, at this rate, even if they continue this somewhat quote-unquote average run, that they'll be safe. There's, you know... Oh, it's not a team that will get relegated. You know, this is a perennial top four, top six kind of team. They did lose a few players in the last season. I was actually talking to one of their players today, and he was kind of explaining the things that are going on. A couple of players haven't been available. Their manager, say hi, is on vacation for a couple weeks right now. And they started last season slow, and they finished third, so... I don't think they're going to finish 12th. Do, will they necessarily be a top six for sure? I don't know, but I would expect them to move up as the season goes on. And then on to Young Boys. There's a lot of drama in the Young Boys camp right now as they sink a little further into the table, uh, losing to River Plate, which I guess you could say, I wouldn't say we saw it coming, but River Plate have just been the toughest team to beat so far. But they made up for it by beating Chelsea. Their defense has been solid. They don't have many goals against, and their attack is doing well. They've scored a good number of goals, I think 15 goals and six conceded, something like that. You know, their attack has never shy a goal, but containing some of the big egos in that club, given the history of some of those players, may be one of the more difficult things to accomplish. Yeah, you know, we'll say about young boys, and we've already played them at, at, at Orlando. And, well, I mean, we did win, but, I mean, it, it was a good game. 
to be honest with you. I mean, just, just from playing it, I haven't watched it, but it was a good game. But more importantly, I still feel like they can finish, but they've only lost to us and they've lost to the River Plate. So these are two teams in the top three. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't put too much into that. Going back onto their egos, they got people like King Evan, the sponsor, <laughs> uh, Jakub, <laughs> Welty, and the Don of PCN, Fozzie. I mean, it's just a pretty interesting camp. With them on Mon last season playing with them, it's a pretty interesting group. It can get pretty hectic at times, but also it can be really fun. But as long as they can maintain it being a good atmosphere, I think they'll uh, soar up the table. But it's just a rough start. They just need to group together and move forward as a unit. Mm-hmm. And agree on things. That's the big thing. As a team, you got to focus on coming to agreements and pushing forward that. I've noticed this a lot with the whole kind of Xbox League type thing. From my personal experience, I've noticed a lot of almost like superiority complexes on every team. Mm -hmm. Everyone always has the impression that they're better than this person. And, you know, one of the biggest things to say is, for example, FIFA Talentless, at least from the transition from him to PCN EGN, I know a lot of people, myself included, honestly, that used to give him a lot of stick, but he's kind of been shining in other leagues and where, where he goes. So, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a matter of players taking their, you know, prior bad experience, but, you know, not getting discouraged by that and turning around and like focusing on improving and focusing on agreeing and staying unified as a team. That, that's going to make a big difference for them. I have to agree with you there. He's definitely improved as a player since he was on Dortmund and he's really a vital part of, uh, River Plate success. Hey, man, people's roles change as they play on. They adapt, they get better. It happens. Exactly. And finally, to the teams in the relegation zone, we sit winless, which is always a bit of a rough start, especially now we're six games in. Spurs and Tottenham sit dead last. They've only scored four and six. Spurs' brief run in the Super League may be coming to an end if they can't fix the sinking holes in their ship. (laughs) Any thoughts? Well, as a Spurs fan, it saddens me to see them uh, dead last right now and tied with Dortmund. They're basically they're dead even. They have the same goals, goals conceded and all that with no points. Bayern also have yet to win a game. The bottom six right now, if you really look at them, they've all got double-digit negative goal difference. I think that's going to be the six teams are going to – none of them are really – you know, it's too early to call any team out. But what I think are those, those six teams? Chivas, Chivas, Roma, Chelsea, Bayern, Dortmund, and Tottenham is – Chelsea, come on, Blues. So right now those teams are struggling, and there's plenty of time. There's experienced managers in there. I'm sure these teams will, you know, try to make the moves to improve. But to me, that's the six right now. I think the three going down are going to come out of that group. Yeah, and speaking of Byron, you know, they have it worse on the attack. They've only scored two, but they, they've also only conceded 12, which is comparable to some of the better teams in the league as far as goals conceded goes. So positives to take as far as that goes, I guess. But a strong defense can only do so much. I know Ricky made a lot of effort to bring in a lot of good players, and he did it in a relatively short time span compared to some of the other managers. So I guess, you know, there's just time. Go- as time goes on, we'll see how that progresses. And finally, before we get to D1, Dorsey, anything I'm on the cups? Yeah, so we're going to do a little weekly cup review each week. We have the Royal Cup, which is going on every Sunday. So we didn't have anything this past week. Obviously, we didn't have games. But there were a couple of standout results. Menu put the smackdown on Chivas. Mm-hmm. Uh, River Plate beat up Dortmund. Bayer Leverkusen beat PSG 3-0, which is really interesting. But it's a little too early to really make any, you know, really any meat to really take away from it. And then we had the first round of the PCN Cup last night. The first eight teams to uh, get their get their feet wet in that category. 
So Inter Milan, Club America, Atletico Madrid, and Real Madrid moved on to the round of 32. America put the smackdown on Zenit, who were off to a good start in D1, but they beat them 9-0. So I'm not sure what happened there. But uh, we have the – just did the draw for the round of 32 last night in the League Cup, and we have a really juicy matchup with Orlando and Juventus. So a quick rematch already. So I'm sure, Jay, you will be looking forward to that next week. Oh, that should be wonderful. <laughs> All right, AJ. Oh, man. Division one. I gotta say, it's been very entertaining not playing Sunday, which we shouldn't have because it's Mother's Day. And that's very important that we salute our mothers. But I gotta say, last night was rather entertaining. The division one is shaping up. Uh, so, uh, Napoli. We got Napoli at the top, which, yeah, proud of. 16 points. Inter Milan is in second with 16 points. Ajax is in third with 13. And Bayer Leverkusen is in fourth with 13, tied with Zenit. So we got a three-way tie at third, fourth, and fifth. I think probably what I want to start out in terms of what I noticed about just yesterday was Shakhtar. We played them in our first game, so I relate to that. But, you know, Shakhtar, I, I talked to their manager. He had to put his team together within, like, 24 hours. And he actually has a link up on YouTube of his game, his first game and his second game. And it was just entertaining to see a group of guys get together right away. And I always bring that back, just like in the last podcast, where I feel like Division One is... It's it's hard to get a team together. We've talked about drama in this podcast. We've talked about, you know, egos and all that other kind of stuff. And so I got to give a shout out to him for the fact that he, he's putting a team together. He's trying to be part of the league. And they, they gave us a very hard match because we won two to one. But it was I was scared, you know, for for a little bit there. If I'm looking maybe a little bit of mid table in terms of division one standings, Barcelona, I give a shout out to them. They got three wins and one draw in the last four games. Currently sitting in seventh, and they're surging. I feel like they're they're doing good. They're looking to build there, and that's the biggest thing I, I always look for in Division One. Kind of the comic relief of the of the week, uh, Valencia. So so last time we played, not last night, but you know last Wednesday, they had zero wins and two losses, and they gave up nine goals, and they only scored one. They they got absolutely smacked, and so I hopped into their chat to talk to them, and I love the atmosphere of that team. Because I hopped in, I said, so guys, how do you feel? You literally just, you just got absolutely smacked. And they were like, and all they could say is, we need a change of approach. And they were being sarcastic. We just feel like we need to find our safe space. And they were just so <laughs> out, you know, just, they just, they were just like, so just like, we're trying, you know, we're, tr- we're trying the best, you know, we're, we're putting a team together, but they were so happy. I've never seen a team because my team gets pissed off. And I know most, most guys get pissed off when you lose. We want to win. They were so laid back, but last night, uh, they bounced back with two wins and then zero losses. They had three goals, four and zero against uh, Sin Diver. Their their keeper has th- has had three clean sheets in the last four starts. So I thought that was rather interesting. Getting up to the top, maybe Inter Milan. Keep talking about their defense and how they they don't they haven't been giving up anything. I'm looking at the keeper's stats. They got the third best keeper and the fourth best keeper. Two lazy and coziest prism. I hope that's right. But three clean sheets and two clean sheets. I asked them on a whole for a team. They got 14 goals for and one goal against. And the goal they gave up was an own goal. Um, so they continue wow. to do that defense. <laughs> so they scored every goal for yeah, the team. <laughs> they, yes, there you go. I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty impressive in terms of that. The defense. And so if I have something to say in terms of defense, uh, Bayer Leverkusen's keeper, Darkberry, he's leading the league with 33 saves, and he has three clean sheets. And so, you know, they're kind of sitting middle of the table, but he's – oh, um, Yeah, but he's – I wouldn't uh, say quite middle. I mean, well, they're right there, just right behind you. I mean, right, Rio, yeah. I, 
How do you, how do you guys think you guys have been doing so far? With uh, with us, it was just a matter of getting everybody like together in their natural positions, like getting everybody to know the rules. We switched formations a couple times, you know, depending on who's there, who's not. But Barry, he's just been the most consistent guy out of all of us, you know. He he's got three clean sheets and the most saves so far. He's leading in team of the season points, all of that. So he's just the po- he's just the positive guy of the group. No matter whether we make a mistake or not, he's just always that guy that's like, we got this. We're not going to, or we're going to win. It's all good. Even, even when he concedes, he's like, you know, I can do better and we'll get it all together. So, you know, it's just positivity at the end of the day. That's huge. I play with players like that. Um, Mother Kangaroo comes to mind right now. I'd never play with a more positive, uplifting, you got, we got this guy's kind of player. And those guys make such a world of a difference. They may not speak all the time, but when they do, it's positive and it's, you know, it's, it's really important to have. What do you mean, Dorsey? You don't think I'm that type of player on family? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, like, he's always stuck in my mind as the kind of player who does that. If I can backtrack for a split second to the cup, Bayer Leverkusen advanced past who one more time, please, Dorsey? They beat uh, PSG 3-0 in the Royal, the Royal Cup. So, Rio, are you guys going to change your plan around now that you're competing in essentially two different, almost two different leagues uh, yeah. style of competition? No, no. Well, I feel pretty com- We feel pretty confident with how we're running things now and everything we've got going on. It's just a matter of, you know, getting everybody together, getting more practicing together, just gelling all together. And just making sure everybody knows the common goal in mind and all that. So, you know, whether it's a top team in the Super League, whether it's a middle team in the Division One, take every game the same way. You know, I I love these answers, by the way. I know I don't I don't yeah, want to face D one. I love. I don't want to face this. Yeah, thank you, Rio. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I don't want to face this. Yeah, that's a. I gotta say, it's really good. I apologize. I said middle of the table. They're in fourth place. With 13 yeah. points. I, yeah, they beat you guys and they're, they're above you. I know. Yeah. No, they're not above, no, 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 they're not above us. But they're right there. I said middle of the table, like they're seventh, eighth, ninth. They're fourth. Like next week, they could be at the top of the table, no problem. I got a question for Rio. By hey. my calculations, you lead Division One in goals with eight in six yes. games. How do you feel about that? This man said by my calculations. By my calculation. Yeah, how do you feel about that? It's a time for you to talk a little, a little crap, man. Breaking out the abacus over here. Exactly. Eight goals, six games. How are you doing it? Without the PI 83. You know, I could go, I could go on about like, I do this and I do that, but at the end of the day, it's just teammates finding me in right positions and I'm finishing it and, it's just it's just a matter of, like my striker partner Liverpool Mad Kev, he always finds me in good positions as well as my camp. So, you know, I, it's not all me, you know, I couldn't do it without my teammates, so you know, always Wait a minute. Shout, shout out dancer. your camp. That's what position I would play. Shout him out. My <laughs> camp, Raven ra- Raven fifty two. There you go. Okay, there you there go. You go. <laughs> so that's what I'm talking about. I, I absolutely love that. That's why I gotta give a shout out to my boy Smoke on my own team. I know I'm not supposed to brag, but He's leading the league 154 points with six assists. And we got Kronith with Leipzig. Hopefully we'll get them on. And then Inter has got the top two best midfielders with NSGG Dan, who has 20 passing points in six games. And then uh, Spurs 94, who's in second. I mean, they're just, they were in third and fourth last, before yet last night, and now they're in first and second. And yeah, Inter and, you know, Bayer Leverkusen. We got some good teams in D1, guys. We got some yeah, good I teams. think with. 
I think with when we when a lot of us look at our stats, we're focused on you know, just us or like you know we, we'll see names on the leaderboards, but we don't always see the the same teams players uh, competing for that one and two spot. And I think that's right. just a testament to how you know unified they are in that midfield and defense, how how solid they gel together, that they're both contributing so much for the same team. They are. They're playing really, really, really good. They beat Ajax. I mean. 2-0, and I, I went to Ramos, and I was like, what happened? He was like, they just possessed the ball. Kufavelli had a goal, Taki, Taki, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but they both, each one of them had a goal. You know, I was looking forward to that match, kind of like I didn't realize that Orlando and Juventus played last night, and so we kind of had the same matchup in D1 with Ajax and Inter to see, you know, you know, top of the table, who's going to take it, you know, and Inter was able to take it away 2-0, so, you know, it's a team I'm looking forward to playing but it's also kind of scary and you know just it's d1 this is d1 guys come on give us some credit we're gonna <laughs> be there in super league all right Inter milan actually played ix twice last night which is pretty entertaining yeah they played them once yes they played them in the cup too what was the second yeah. result does anybody have i actually lost I, both I, of them so i'm sure they are waiting for some some uh rematches they scored in this on in the second one though i'm pretty sure i was looking at my the stats so they started to figure out how to score I mean, we don't have that, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. So, I don't know. We'll see. You play a team a second time, you get to, get to know their tendencies, and uh, we'll see what happens. Inter Milan is definitely a tricky team to figure out because they're very conservative with their passing. It's very Barcelona-esque. Mm-hmm. They're, they're very passive with the ball. Every, everybody knows when to make the pass, how to make the pass, where the run's going. They don't make risk plays. Very organized with how they're doing. So, they're, they're definitely tough to get behind. Yeah, we'll look at them and after Sunday and then Wednesday, you know, next podcast will come out. I mean, it'll come out tonight, of course, everybody listening, but then it'll be a week. So we'll have a couple more games to talk about for the next one. Other than that, it's pretty much going to bring us to our, our interview. Luckily, Italiano is our guest speaker. And so we're going to talk to him and pick his brain a little bit about what he does and how he does it and Juventus. So here's to that. Hey, guys, welcome to the PCN podcast interview. Uh, our guest today is Italiano. He has, uh, over the past two seasons, 54 goals, 25 assists, 53 key passes. He also has three Team of the Season awards and the record for mo- most goals in a season at 37. Uh, not to mention, if anybody doesn't know, he is the manager of Juventus, uh, who has done very well as of late. Three Super League Cups, two Royal Cups, and uh, two Super Cups. How you doing, Italiano? How's he doing, man? How's everything going? Not too bad, man. So I'm excited to have you in here. I know a lot of people are looking forward to this podcast. I got to ask you, how did you become the manager of Juventus? Well, it was a long, long story. We first started at Bayern. I came into pro clubs playing with Bayern under Alex, uh, with Retro, Viper, Assassin, and a couple other people that were really good players in that team. We played well. It was my first season, and it came to to the last game. A lot of controversy happened. Real Madrid ended up winning the title over reschedule, anonymous schedule, forfeits. So it was. I realized that you know it was fun. I enjoyed playing. So after that, after Bayern, had a little stint at Real Madrid, and then we started Juventus. Um, Alex took over Juventus, and him, Isaac, and developed the team. And over the course of time. Alex ended up leaving Juventus, and that was given them the manager for that team. And how long ago was that that you, you took over? I think it was, say, about a year ago. 
I don't remember the exact date, of course, but I'd say it was about a year ago when it was my first, I took over Alex midseason, uh, manager spot and, and stayed as manager until now. Yeah. Has it, was it a smooth transition? Uh, you could say so. I mean, it wasn't my quarrel. I think it was more with Alex and the PCN management team. So when that happened, he said he was leaving. The team decided to stay in PCN, and I decided to take over as manager. I was already the assistant manager to Alex, but once Alex left and he had the fallout with Ricky and the rest of the PCN management team, I was I was the one that took over. So <clears throat> I guess after he left, um, yeah, you kind of rallied the troops. Who, who, what other players have been influential in terms of you guys? You know, just sustaining success and, and your success as a player as well. Absolutely, I think my team was mostly able to always be consistent in what we had, whether we changed center back or whether we changed midfield or strikers cam, no matter what position we changed what we had available that season. I think we all stuck together. And obviously when you play a lot together, it helps your chemistry. You know, the core players were always there from the beginning, you know, in goal between Kajra and Phil, we always had the player to make the save when we needed to make the save in order for us to succeed. The center back, you know, of course, Matias has been a pillar, and the defense, but we also had so many different center backs playing with him between Hernandez and Assassin. And now Tiago's coming in and doing a great job. The outside backs have always been great for us. You know, we had trouble, you know, with the going up and going down, but bottom line, they always got the job done. Of course, Ronix, Palombo, and Gato has been outstanding for us. Yeah, it's one of those Realms, positions. That I don't, don't want to go and say <laughs> every position because there's so many players that played those through the year and there's always been good players. We've always had high quality on the field then. For me as a striker, it's always been so easy to play with these people. You know, Killa at Cam, Mokro and Cheesy at Triker. They're always been amazing players that made me look good. It makes it fun. That's, that's, absolutely, it it absolutely. It and yeah, the best part I tell you is the fact that they're good kids. You know, you always have fun when you're playing with them. There's never a moment where, you know, you feel like, oh, I don't like this guy. It's always been like fun times anytime we play together. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I know how that goes. And that, that just goes out to you in terms of manager and any other manager who's, Who's been able to keep a team together, but for you to be able to keep it such a at such a high level, if you could bring me into a little bit uh, of the locker room, what's it what's it like on game day for you guys? Are, are you serious? Do you keep it light? I think it's a miserable. I think we know when to fool around. Maybe the team that we're playing is a little weaker, mm-hmm. and you know we we get to laugh around a lot. But even on the, on the tough games, there's moments where you know somebody says a joke and releases the pressure, but we all know that we're concentrated. We're we're trying to win. That's our objective. But if there's something funny that happens, it's not like everybody's going to be on edge. If someone says something funny or something fa- happens during the game, we laugh and have fun because at the end of the day, that's, that's what we're trying to do. That's what we're trying to achieve. We're trying to have fun while playing a video game and possibly winning. And possibly winning. Yeah. And that's, that's hard to do over the course of a year. That was one of the questions. Another question I had for you is that is, that is the mo- biggest, biggest motivating factor. I guess you kind of already answered it is. Is we want to win, right? We, we want to have fun. I mean, everything is much easier when you're winning games and you're winning titles. There's less pressure involved. You know what I mean? You have such skilled players all over the lineup. Everybody's going to get their job done. Everybody's going to do what needs to be done for the team to succeed. And that's the mo- the best factor that keeps us in a high morale and always having a good time, of course. So you're looking good this year. You're at the uh, towards the top of the table. You got a couple other teams that are also shaping up. You know, this early into the year, but it's shaping up rather good. You guys, you guys feel good about this year, I, I would think. I think we have a strong squad and we're going to compete till the end, but there's no doubt that the level of 
play has risen in PCN, you know, especially with all these AGN players coming in here and forming squad. I think it's something that, you know, PCN in order to grow had to have considered the challenge of other leagues. And we're lucky enough that the competition has been, has been better and is going to get only better from here. Yeah. It makes it, it makes it more fun. I know I I love playing against you guys or anybody in super league. I I like tough competition. You know, you start playing weak teams, you kind of get in, you can get in bad habits. It feels like absolutely, sometimes. absolutely. Um, three a.m. Somebody mentions mentioned to me that you guys practice <laughs> at three a.m. and this is what gives your team uh, superpowers. Is is that true? I think our schedule works in a way that we can play at three a.m. It's not like we have, you know, we don't get our stuff done, our job done because we're playing at three a.m. I think our schedule is a little bit laid back. And me personally, I'm a I'm a coach, so I'm personally a little bit more laid back. I, I work late in the afternoons a lot of times so i'm able to sometimes stay up until late and play and my players are also able to stay up and play so we play what are we gonna do <laughs> yeah i know right you play you play when you can play just finding the game yeah. sometimes yeah 37 goals is that is that beatable i think it's very beatable i think if especially with the, the season with uh that we added more teams and more games it's very beatable i hope it's one of my teammates that wins it i hope oh, mokro yeah. wins okay. it if not me i hope mokro beats it better than somebody else. But there's so many players around the league that could possibly be between Eric, who had always been up there to score goals, and other players on the other teams. You know, I see Jay Lane already has, what, yeah. eight, nine goals. Yeah, so there's a lot of players that, that could beat it. But I hope it's, if we are going to do it, it's going to be someone from PCN Juventus. There you go. It's going to be fun to watch, man. It's always it's always fun to watch you and, and Juventus and just seeing what you guys do. Even, a, I know, a big motiv- motivator, at least – like I said, when I first got in the league, and for anybody else who's new, you want to know who Juventus is right away and who's Italiano. So I know they're going to appreciate this. Uh, probably the most important question I have for you, though. Um, yes. What's your favorite Italian food? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say spaghetti carbonara. Jesus. Which I can't, is. I can't pronounce that. Yeah, it's pasta with. Um, it's like eggs and pancetta, which is sort of Italian bacon per se and you can put milk in it. It's very good. <laughs> no, I haven't had lunch yet, so you made me hungry. But that's about all I got, man. Is there anything else you wanted to add in, letting everybody out at PCN know Italiano or have we covered Nah, PCN Juventus is gonna be there to fight till the end and ultimately, you know, made the best team win. There we go, guys. I appreciate your time, Italiano. I know it's hard to schedule these things up and you being accommodating towards me and uh Guys, I hope you enjoy it, and uh, we'll see who's going to be the third uh, guest on our interview. And PCN, let's keep it growing. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Taliano.